If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey, I'm Ryan McCaffrey, the new guy at IGN here at IGN Xbox, formerly of official Xbox magazine. You will come to know me as... Your uh, resident Xbox freak, I bleed green. I'm joined by the one and only Mitch Dyer, also of IGN Xbox. Hello, Mitch. That bleeding green thing is true. I saw him today. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, actually. He demonstrated it in front of everyone, and no one asked him to. He just did <laughs> he it. Just did I just it. got up and cut myself. It's the, yeah. the weirdest first day of all time. To be honest, we were all quite freaked out by that, Ryan. Keza McDonald on hand from IGN UK. Hi there. Uh, what is it that you do for us in the UK? I'm in charge of IGN UK. Editorially. That's a good job to so, have. Yeah, I, run our, I run all the game stuff that you see coming out of IGN UK. I write well, some of it, and I, I am in charge of commissioning the rest, welcome, editing it. Welcome stateside to uh, the great United States of Canada here in <laughs> California. <laughs> we've, we've combined now that I'm here. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Canadian the Mitch Dyer. have invaded, podcast unlocked. Mm -hmm. And I'm uh, originally from New Jersey, which makes me 10% a-hole by birth. Correct. Just sort of <laughs> genetically. You and Brian Altano will get along swimmingly. <laughs> no Guys, doubt. Guys, do we swear on this podcast? Are we allowed? Uh, I don't know. know. Uh, we used to. I don't know. Are we going to keep I, doing that? I like to keep it a, a little family-friendly. That's fair. Not, but not too, that. you know, like uh, late night TNT, okay. you know, so not totally, you know, Cartoon Network. So racy, racy PG. Yeah, I get well, behind that. I am a Scottish girl. And Scottish girls do swear a lot, but do you know what? I can tell it down for you. Well, That's I appreciate fine. that. It's uh, you know, we'll just <laughs> we don't know what sort of demographic we might attract now That's that true. now that this new uh, nutcase here, that would be me, is running in this particular asylum. So it's video games, right? Like you know, hormonal adolescent boys who like to kill people in their spare time. That male kind of shit, male right? power Steve. fantasy. Yeah, yeah that only yeah, yeah, generally yeah. works. It's all gamers are like that, right? So for those of you who don't know me, uh, I worked at Official Xbox Magazine for the last just about 10 years. In fact, I came about four months shy of the, the gold Rolex watch that you get for 10 years. I wish. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have hung out for four more months. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've, I've literally been covering Xbox <laughs> exclusively 
for the last 10 years and I've I've played everything from uh we were just talking about this today since it's, it's this today is my literal first official day yep. here and I'm already on the air which is great cuz I love doing podcasts. My first review, the first review I ever got paid to do mm-hmm. for uh, official Xbox magazine or anywhere else for that matter. Toxic Grind. If any of our listeners remember a, a, a BMX Toxic game grind. called Toxic Grind, then you, sir or madam, earn yourself some brownie points. Um, the last, let's see, what was the last review I did? I guess uh, book bookending my ten years over there. Ghost Recon Future Soldier was the last thing I did. I know you feel, Mitch, you feel uh, very strongly about that game, just as I do. I really enjoyed that game. Isn't it? It's so uh, fun. It's stealthy, which I almost didn't expect. It's also super fast. Like, you are Strangely. constantly on the move and, and doing cool co-op. stuff. co-op that actually is co-op. Yep. Yeah, And totally. that actually works with other people and isn't designed for single player, but playable in co-op. Yep. Yeah, the, the genius fantastic. part of it is, you know, it's... The whole hook of it is the sync shot, which they sort of borrowed from Rainbow Six and later their own Splinter Cell, yep. their own Clancy games. But you know, you you tag <laughs> tag the guys, and you're if you're playing by yourself, your AI pals will automatically find a good spot and line up the shot. Mm-hmm. And and it feels really good to to take them all out in one blow. But then in co-op, as Kez was alluding to, it takes takes it to a whole other level, uh, both for the good and the bad. If if you and three friends pull off the sync shot. You're like, yeah, that was awesome. But then, of course, if the one guy <laughs> F's it up, the guy who it's like, the son of a Mitch. <laughs> that's that's going to be the new catchphrase you for this were, podcast, really son of a Mitch. Um, where it's just like, are you kidding me? We, we had him. Why didn't you pull the trigger? And then you fail the mission yep. because you brace an alarm. But So, yeah, that's a, a quick bit of back, background on me. There's a lot more on my first thing I ever wrote for IGN. Uh, uh-huh. Somewhere you'll find it on IGN.com slash Xbox 360, my little intro letter to the world. Um, That's a fun it, question, though. What was the first game you ever I was just going to ask. Yeah, the first thing I ever got paid to review was Gin Rummy for official Xbox magazine. No way. Really? Yeah, the Xbox Live Arcade card game. <laughs> that, I don't even remember that game, so uh, that's that, ta- that says yeah. something. Well, I think it doesn't even exist on Marketplace anymore. It was one of those ones that was Delisted, just like, huh? gone. Yeah. yeah, wouldn't surprise me. What about you, Keza? Mine was called Total Overdose. Oh man! Oh, I remember it was, that. It, yeah. it was a really. It wasn't terrible, but it was. It was not very good. Um, like Mexican Saints Row. I guess yeah. is the best way I can think of to describe <laughs> that, it. It also had like elements of Max Payne, right? Like the whole thing was. Bullet oh, there was, there was a lot of, It was called Tequila Time, right? Because it's yep. Mexican. You see, I think it might have been vaguely racist. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> it, it sounds that way it, as no. you're describing it. It was in called fact. Tequila Time, and uh, you, went, you went into slow motion and cartwheeled about shooting shooting Mexicans. And you were a white guy? I'm not sure this was a great game, actually, in retrospect. <laughs> yeah, so maybe on, any level. Lower. Yeah, on any level at all. On any level. All right. And then the last one was Dragon's You notice the, the common theme running through here is nobody gets the A-list games in their on their first day. It just oh, doesn't God. happen. No, if any of you kind of harbor suspicions that, you know, you get a job at IGN or wherever and your first review is like, I don't know, Halo 4, <laughs> that never happens. No, You've you- been years reviewing rubbish you're gonna get for what i did for my first three months at ign all i, I think my average review score was like 2.5 out of 10 because i would well, get stuff like personal training camp which i gave a one or blackwater right. which i gave a two well you've got to pay your dues my yeah, friend you that's, gotta work that's how it works i mean Inter- there's, there's something interesting about one of the differences between um uk and u.s games reviews for me is that in the u in the u.s there's, there doesn't seem to really be any scores between like four or eight you guys either really love something or really don't Whereas well, in the UK, people hover around the kind of on-the-fence sixes and sevens quite a lot more, I think. You guys fill the gaps for us, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that's how it works. I begrudgingly accept this game, <laughs> really. <laughs> that's essentially all of my reviews. Well done. <laughs> yep. 
Well, uh, if you've ha- if you've listened to my podcast at OXM, you'll know the format. I'm straight stealing it because I created it, and so uh, <laughs> just, we're gonna, we're just, gonna <laughs> follow that format. And yeah, but uh, so we'll get to the news here next, which uh, you know this whole thing podcast unlocked. Figure we, but we'll stick with the name. Yeah. I don't want to come in and just it's not a bad name. Throw, it's a pretty good, good name. But uh, I had to come up with a bunch of clever word plays and puns for all the segments. It couldn't just be. This week in Xbox, or right. or uh, you know the trivia contest, or the the reader mail. We had to had to try and come up with something. So we'll we'll try and we'll see how these go over with you guys and with the audience, and see if they need tweaking at all. But um, oh, this will be fun. Yeah, <laughs> we'll start with the news unlocked. Right? Look at that. I accept that. Yep. Motion. I begrudgingly accept. <laughs> <laughs> Six out of ten. <laughs> All right, so we'll start with the, the big news of the week, both this week and probably next week, in fact. And that is our friends at Game Informer teasing their new cover story, which will hit uh, next week during E3. And it's a pretty obvious image, in, and yet it's not. It's, it's very clearly Gears of War of some kind, but we don't know in what context. So, Mitch, describe it for us and what you... It's the Rorschach test of Gears of War. Yeah, I've got some theories about this game. For our listeners that haven't seen the image yet. Yeah, so Mr. McCaffrey and I did a video today. It should be live very, very soon. If not, right now. See it at IGN.com. So this this image shows a silhouetted cog soldier being walked down a hallway by two guys in cog armor. It's kind of very obviously Marcus Phoenix in my eyes. I'm fairly certain it's him. A, a do-rag free, a yeah. bandana free Marcus. You just, or just you a very just, well- You just see Marcus Phoenix in everyone. I do. On the bus, on Don't the street. Don't we all? Yeah. Well, we're all in love with him, aren't we? Yeah. Except not. Oh, come on! <laughs> not sure. Well I'm done. I'm a culture and myself. So it, the, the, the notable imagery in this big first cover reveal is the man in question, this man whose face we can't see, we, no bandana, no soul patch, we don't know, he's got handcuffs on. Yes. We know, leading up to Gears of War, that Marcus Phoenix was arrested for desertion yes. and thrown in prison, which is when Gears of War 1 starts. He's, br- he's busted out. I have a strong suspicion that this game takes place during the, kind of the introduction of the Locust after E-Day. Yeah. Uh, if not leading up to that so my, my theory right now my crackpot theory is that this takes place during the pendulum wars when you know it's a 76 year long war where humans are fighting humans this where the coalition of order governments wasn't the cog yet it was these two other factions going head to head before they came to a truce and combined to form cog and then you know six weeks later got attacked by the locust i'm fairly certain just based on guesses that it will be a prequel Set in that time, leading up to the time where Marcus is arrested. I'd like to E-Day. just grab that phrase that you just used right out of the air and preserve it. Uh, I'm fairly certain, based on guesses. Yes, yep. <laughs> well played. This sir. is this is the level of conviction <laughs> I have in my in myself. No, I'm with you though. I mean, it's. It, <laughs> I don't think they're gonna go the spinoff route of right. of you know, bared the game. Right, and um, to. I don't know. I, I'm tempted to just say the spoiler, but I don't want to. I don't want to anger any of our listeners on my first day. Let's say that by going back in time a little bit, certain friends that may not be with us by the end of Gears of War Three can now be with us again. Right. So I, I I think that's further lays, uh, gives further evidence to your theory, and it just seems like you know I don't think they're going to launch right into a proper Gears of War Four so soon after. 
the ballyhooed conclusion to the mm-hmm. big trilogy. And Cliffy B, Cliff Lazinski, the design director at Epic and the you know the, the mastermind behind Gears, has he's said he's also terribly handsome. He's a, he is. He's, he's an attractive player. man. Very. Yeah, he he does well. He drives a Lamborghini as well. That's a, that's a tough combination when you yeah. got the looks and the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. vehicle to to back it up. But um, we love you, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Call me. So. But yeah, he 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 took us big a big long sabbatical. Went off, uh, proposed to his girlfriend, and was off traveling the world. Oh damn! Proposed to his girlfriend. <laughs> he did. That just ruined it for all of us. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter, and you oh, find sorry. out these these <laughs> too much. blatantly personal details. <laughs> and so you know, and supposedly he was he went off to recharge his batteries and come up with you know his next big thing. And I seriously doubt he's going to jump right into a, yet another Gears of War game that he's been working on for the last. Seven or eight years. Yeah. If you go back to, I mean, Gears One came out in '06, but he's been working on it for two, three years prior to that. So I, I think you're right, Mitch. I think we're looking at uh, people can fly. Their recently acquired subsidiary, who of course produced Bulletstorm, indeed, over in Poland. I oh, think and that PC level on Gears War. Uh, that as well, yes. As well, yeah. Oh, did yeah, they do the port? They did. Okay. They did with that extra content as well that had right. been cut from the original game. So they have experience working on Gears. Working they on Gears do. and within the engine, of course. Uh, so yeah, I think that's what we're looking at is is a people-can-fly-developed prequel leading up to Phoenix's arrest. Is which, that confirmed people can fly? No. No. no, no. We really have nothing do, in, do you, on this do game. Do you reckon we might be looking at an origin story here? Could like be. kind of maybe a new Tomb Raider style origin kind of well maybe not new well it's Gears of not War. It's probably like not going to be quite but... like a reboot but um yeah I, I like the idea of there being a origin story here of Marcus Phoenix yeah I don't is that what Gears fans want though he and a young Dom perhaps meeting up for the first the time and bromance. starting their bromance yeah. yes that could work back when it was just lost in that love I what? love you <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd play that oh, you complete me oh, I'm just not ready for that yet <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I at least we'd all. I think we all seem to agree that it's happening well before the conclusion of Gears 3. Right. Perhaps. But there are locusts. They're, they're absolutely, yeah. at least based on this image, there are reavers flying around in the background of a burning city. You know, probably on Sarah, given that they are cog soldiers. By the way, on a semi-related note, I just saw the Avengers. I think I was the last person in America to see it. That's Correct. what yeah. happens when you have a 10-month-old baby at home. You don't get to get out of the house much. There are the... Uh, the Gears of War monsters oh, flying yeah. around at New they York at the end of that are movie. The, Gears of War the first like, time, are you kidding me? When that thing comes out of the black hole, yeah, it like oh, I think Epic designed that. Like that was I know. Like, like, like wait a go- second, I'm just waiting for a ch- you know a chainsaw bayonet to come out for yeah. for a Tony Stark. Just that would have made chart. the Hulk so much cooler. <laughs> it was it, it was not the first time during that film that I thought, oh, I wish I was playing this. <laughs> so so here's let's let's go on the record now may 31st 2012 yep. let's call it we can we can call this so that we can come back later and congratulate ourselves for how smart we are <laughs> final scene in this gears of war game at the either you know before the credits roll or after the credit maybe after the credits roll we see just from behind we see marcus grab a chainsaw bayonet silhouette and he he puts on the do rag and ties <laughs> it like Rambo time. style. Yeah, yes. puts it on for the first time, and then he just walks off into the distance, into the war. So you're saying no no bandana in this game for Marcus? No, until the not end. till the last scene. That's gonna be what that's gonna be what makes him, what completes him, and sets us off into into Gears One. Okay. story wise. Okay. You disagree? I do. I really think he's going to wear a bandana in this game. I'm <laughs> assuming there's Marcus. This, is, this is the most important point, right? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, is it a third-person shooter or a first-person shooter? Who cares? Is he going to wear the bandana? <laughs> and will we be able we to see to it? Know. <laughs> we need to know. There, there are a, a million 
cosplayers out there that just have to have this information. That's true, <laughs> it's true, yeah. Like, uh-huh. Very important. More importantly, will he have the soul patch? Yes. Obviously. He had it at birth, dude. Yeah. He came out of the womb with that thing. We gotta figure out how the guy got that scar. That'll be in this game. <laughs> you ever want you ever wonder how I got these scars? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I watched that on the plane over. <laughs> it's not a bad way to it's kill some really time. Not. It was great. So uh yeah, get revved up for the next one. Oh yeah. July twentieth. Can't wait. Gears of Four. <laughs> you, want, you want to be the first one to go yeah. on record? If they don't is... call it Gears of Four, I am retiring from video games. Gears of Forza. It's actually a crossover. <laughs> well, yeah, For- Forza was not spelled correctly. It should have been F-O-U-R-Z-A. Of and, of course, the next Army of Two game has to be Army, Army of, of Three, three. doesn't it? And yeah. Army it's, Cubed? No, it's going to be Army of Two, the 40th day... <laughs> Army of two, 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 two. Army of two. Army of three. 22? I don't know. Well, there literally was a two worlds two. Army of yeah, that, four. That was two <laughs> that worlds was two. was a Bit of a tongue twister. Oh, good old Man. two worlds. Oh, my. That game. My favorite thing about that game was the way that whenever rain started falling, the guy would go, I will get wet. <laughs> Every time. It was great. It just brightened, it brightened my life, two worlds. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the other thing, how's this for a segue? Also brightening your life this hey. week. The Dawn Guard trailer. We've got a video on the site, IGN.com, for the first expansion pack. First and only piece of downloadable content thus far for the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, one of the obvious picks for Game of the Year. Was it IGN's it was, Game of the it Year? Was the, the <laughs> it was the runner-up. It was the runner-up behind Portal Skyrim 2. and Portal. Yep. Yes. It, it, was, uh, it was a close fall. You battle. can't go wrong, really, between those two. But Skyrim, of course, an amazing experience. And I've been quite surprised, personally, at the lack of downloadable content for Skyrim, I really thought, you know, with with Fallout 3 and with Oblivion, they hit quickly in sort of small chunks a lot of DLC, and a lot of it was real good. You know, after, of course, the whole infamous horse armor thing was the first mm-hmm. out of the gate, but then after that, we saw things like Wizards Knights of the Nine, Tower and Wizard's Tower, yeah. and the Thieves' Den, and then on Fallout, we saw a lot of neat stuff, too, uh, Operation Anchorage, and some of the other, um, of course, the... What was the one the that changed yeah, the, the ending? Pit was great. The pit, uh, and then um, I'm blanking. Uh, I got nothing. Something, yeah. I'm, uh, one of our listeners will be like, "Duh, didn't you know it's this?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in any case, um, I've been quite surprised that you know they that Bethesda didn't jump on this while it was while the the iron was hot. Uh, because for for two months, that's all anybody was playing was Skyrim. You yeah. were on your friends list, and it was Skyrim, 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 Skyrim. And I really thought. That they could have, that they could have, and perhaps should have, used putting on the armchair analyst hat. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, put something out there, and they probably could have, you know, caught everybody while they were just in the grips of Skyrim fever. But they've elected instead to wait and do a larger, exp- form, sort of a formal expansion pack, which is know. what Dawn Guard appears to be. Honestly, most of the people I know who played Skyrim didn't get anywhere near finishing it. In the two, I mean, they played it constantly for four. I mean, I did this. I played it constantly for four weeks, and I didn't get anywhere near finishing right, everything can, I wanted to finish. So if they'd released DLC earlier, perhaps it would have just been overload. The people would have been like, know, "I've already got loads of this game." It's to a play. good question because you know, for me, speaking personally, with something like that, once once I've decided that I'm done with the game, which I kind of am now, after I I've, I ended up about seventy five or eighty hours out of Skyrim, I'm not sure I'm gonna have. I mean, I will play Dawn Guard just because I love the game so much. But I think if it had come out at the time, it would have really kept me glued to the, the TV a lot more. But I do see your point, Kesha. Mm. It's, you, you wait for, you, you're thinking maybe the, the interest will sort of build back up after, now that people have sort of 
consumed and digested it I'm for thinking a while. so. I think it'll be like going back to that girl or boyfriend that you left six months ago and having that final uh, <laughs> encounter. That's kind of oh. what it's going to be like. I just miss you so much. I think we just, I think we just <laughs> that went That new somewhere. relationship, the person I left you for, it didn't work out. That's basically what it's going to be like, yeah. I reckon. That's fair. <laughs> Dark Souls, you weren't good enough to me. I'm going back to Skyrim. <laughs> it's the other way around for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we did do... A Rewind Theater, myself and Charles Onyet from IGN PC, so look for that on the site, where we actually break down and dissect, not quite frame by frame, but definitely scene by scene, uh, picking out some interesting bits. One thing I, I did say in there that I will, will say here as well, is that the, the price of this expansion is 1,600 Microsoft points, which of course, God only knows what that translates to in in British pounds. Oh, man. Yeah. Four shillings, 20, threepence, nine. Yep. I don't know what, what that is. What you said. It's, I think it's about 20 quid. Well, it's 20 that's American dollars. It's 20 US dollars. Okay, I know so that. That's, that's, that's about 30, be... 35 pounds. So uh, the point Wait, of that... 15 sorry, quid. yeah, 30, 35 American <laughs> 50, dollars. Yeah, 50, in, yeah. I do love that Kesha's... We have... This, your voice just lends an air of authenticity and <laughs> it's true. class to this. Just it's like, the, listen to Kesha. Listen it, to It really Keza. is. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it makes me look bad, quite frankly. In fact, fact, get out. You know what? You're making me look bad. Don't worry, I'm getting out pretty soon. After E3, you'll be back. People kept emailing asking, like, what's Ryan's podcast voice? Does he have a good podcast voice? So it's like, you're, you're doing fine. you got a you'll good podcast find, voice. Oh, you'll find I out. Think, I think you sound very, very in control. I appreciate what's that. what's going on. This well, is good. It's got it together. This is less shambolic than every other podcast you know, I've ever been in. Like podcasts unlocked I, I've done. I've done 295 of these for OXM. <laughs> so by now, on the podcast by now, yeah, it's either, it, I either can do it or it's just a hopeless cause. But in any case, uh, the point I was driving at was a $20 expansion pack. I think means we're looking at something that's smaller content-wise than what Shivering Isles was for Oblivion, because that was a $30 expansion that was really a sizable game unto itself. I mean, I think that was about a 20- or 30-hour thing, as I recall. And so I'm guessing that Bethesda uh, factor in the cost of inflation as well as multiply that by greed, (laughs) and I don't think they're charging $10 less for, out of the goodness of their hearts here. I think we're, we are going to be looking at a smaller thing, which I'm right. not, I don't say that as a bad thing. I say that only as a something to maybe set your expectations accordingly. Maybe don't necessarily expect another thing that's quite the size that Shivering Isles was. What, what is this DLC about? I didn't see the trailer because I'm not... I'm not I, Skyrim did nothing for me. I totally get why people would play it, but it just was not for me. You were Mr. Dark Souls. You have to Souls, get out now, you? too. Were you Mr. Dark Souls? Uh, for a while. Not, I mean, I wasn't as in love with it as you are, but I enjoy Dark Souls mm. quite a bit. They um, don't have to compete. <laughs> I guess. They came out like right around the same time. Is there enough love in your heart for everything? <laughs> there that's is. The that, that's the point of the new IGN Xbox. We There's love enough stuff. love in our hearts for everything. We love our platform here. But um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> in the IGN UK podcast, we hate pretty much everything. <laughs> we tried to get it sponsored and we couldn't because we were so mean to everything. Anyway, sorry. Well, well here... In sunny California, we, we'd have a sunnier disposition <laughs> on things. Pleasure. That's fine. And, uh, and so, to answer your question in one simple word, my friend, vampires. Vampires have always played a part in the Elder Scrolls series going pretty much all the way back, as far as I know. And these, this, this expansion, Dawnguard, seems to revolve around vampires. Either it appears from the trailer fighting them or joining them and, and becoming one. So, I get, so hang on. Part? So what you're telling me is I get to be Buffy? Yeah. Oh, is this shit. Bethesda going for the teenage girl demographic that was kind of lacking <laughs> in the original Skyrim? Not that kind of Buffy. More of the 
I don't know, fantasy Twilight, but dirtier wow. kind of demographic, perhaps. Everything about what we're talking about makes me sad. <laughs> I'm quite happy with... Uh, don't you think Dirty Vampires is a good addition to, the, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> to I, any video game? I guess I know who'll be reviewing Dawn Guard when it comes out, uh, not yeah. you. It'll be me. <laughs> yeah. Which I will happily happily <laughs> oblige. But So yes, we, we will find out. We'll have more on Dawn Guard next week from E3. Our interview requests with the one and only Todd Howard, or the Todd Father, as I like to call him. We're not returned. The uh, PR said, well, we'll be, we'll, we'll be showing it off next week. Come talk to us next week. So I tried. We could have had Todd on the show right now. but Maybe soon. Very soon. I think that's, that's a given. But we'll have more on Dawn Guard next week. Hopefully we'll get our hands on it. I would suspect so because it is hitting Xbox 360 first. If any, I bet uh, a lot of people have probably forgotten that Microsoft signed a, a little mini sweetheart deal with Bethesda on this, and the 360 will get the DLC. Any any Skyrim DLC will come to Xbox first huh. in a what, timed exclusive situation. How long? Do we know? I believe it was 30 days, okay. so similar to the Call of Duty right. thing. So we'll see about that. But so yeah, we, we Xbox folk will. We'll play it, and we'll let the rest of the world know how it is. Finished it. Done. What do you mean? You haven't played that <laughs> uh-huh. yet? So, uh, what else? A uh, new 360 bundle is out there. If you're in the market for a replacement console, I mean, original Xboxes die every day. It just happens. The Slims every don't. Every time I click my fingers, an original Xbox dies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, stop it! Murderer! Yeah. <laughs> you you Brits are so cruel. <laughs> so, yeah, if you are in the market for a new, a second machine or a replacement for, for your uh, original one that may have finally bit, uh, it bit, the, bit the buckets. No, that, that's, buckets. that's mixing bit terms. Bit the dust. Bit the dust or, the or kick the bucket. Kick the frog. Yeah, bought the farm. Let's, we'll, I'll just turn those all into one thing. In any case, if you've got a 360 that's dead or you otherwise need one, you can consider the new 360 bundle that's out now. It is the Racing Bundle. What a great name. Very clever. It is a black console, the standard black, default black machine. 300 bucks with a, th- a 250 gig hard drive in it, a copy of Forza Motorsport 4, as well as the wireless racing wheel, a peripheral that... While oh, wait. It, it works, it actually, I'm amazed at how sensitive and, and well it does work. To me, it's, I couldn't use it for more than five minutes because I don't want to hold it yeah. up in front of me. There's nothing to rest it on. Exactly. So That's th- not how cars work. It, it just never, it never did anything for me. But um, if you are a racing fan, this is a good spot to, to jump on the, the 360 bandwagon. Because uh, what's, what's the 250 gigger going for? It's uh, it is it's, three, I right? Think it's just so flat three, yeah. So yeah, I mean, if you pick this one up, you'll get yourself Forza and the and the wheel, which I suppose if you're not if you don't want the wheel, you could always sell it to a buddy or trade it in or something. So you can get some value out of that. You hang a coat on it, turn it yeah. into a coat rack. Put Use it, it a, as a piece of decorative art. Good. Yeah. Right. This is not a pipe underneath it, and put it on your wall. Right. <laughs> put it up on eBay, perhaps. And finally, uh, this week's uh, on this week's news unlocked, we have yet another special edition. Publishers are, are getting really out of control with these with these limited editions and special editions. Per retailer, per country, per, per yeah. whatever. And it's really, I've said this on the OXM podcast before, it's all, it's actually all Bungie's fault. They they didn't invent it, but they popularized it. Mitch, do you remember, Kesa, do you remember the Halo 2 special edition? $5 more, so it was $54.99 in a nice little 
steel case. It was in a tin. The, I remember it was just yep. in a tin, tin case with yeah. the, with just the two logo on I had it. That. And it all it was just the game and then a second disc with a really really well done behind the scenes making of that disc. was the same as the original Gears of War. The special edition for that was just a, a tin and yeah. then a really nice little documentary. And so you know it was kind of a no brainer. Like sure, I'm definitely going to spend five bucks more for sure. that. And then it just got crazy out of control what if you spent a hundred more dollars what about a hundred fifty oh you'll spend it won't you what if we give you an rc car night vision goggles night vision goggles i actually Uh, own those the i didn't pay for them the legendary (laughs) helmet from halo 3 a 10 pound marcus phoenix the thing is that the the only company that well not the only company but one of the only companies that i would feasibly buy a 200 dollars special edition or 100 dollars special edition don't do them like Nintendo don't do them at all. That's uh, true. From I would software absolutely. From Dark Souls, don't do them. I would pay two hundred dollars for an Assassin's Creed special edition. Well, well actually, the From Software. Sorry. The, will uh, you pay a hundred for the very interestingly named UB Workshop edition, which is the worst name for a special edition in the history of special editions? Well, that's because it's made by y- UB Workshop. Is like their studio that makes this kind of funky. It doesn't matter. Weird stuff. Yes, it, it's it doesn't a terrible matter. Name. Absolutely. It should be called the. I can read edition because it comes with a lot of literature. Yeah. Uh, for a hundred bucks, you will get, of course, the game, the second edition of the Assassin's Creed Encyclopedia, which is really handy if you've skipped any of the games. That book is also just amazing. Like, it it's is so Gorgeous full of like book. amazing details. Art's incredible. Yeah. And it also has sort of a compendium. How's that? Bonus points for that word. How many? Mm-hmm. Well played. Yeah. Of the the Ten graphic novels. Yeah, they've done a graphic novel in in parts, and it's all put together in one collection. Um, for me, I I will jump on this. I want to see the Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed Three Special Edition with a seventeen seventy six era American flag, like tattered with the, with the thirteen colonies. Stars. Stuff. Like that would be awesome. That'd I would put great. that on the wall. That would be cool. Where's that special edition? I want a special edition that actually just comes with a tomahawk. That's that'd be probably illegal. Customs. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying it's feasible. All I'm saying is I want a tomahawk. I think it kind of disrespects your customers to have four different special editions, all with different things in. I mean, you're going to have to spend, what, $350 or You want all of this? All Give us all of well, them. Yeah, so you should have, you know, if, if you respect your hardcore customers, then you should have one special edition. I, That's really cool, not three that are all kind of cool. But I kind of, I don't expect its aim. I don't think they expect anybody to buy them all. I think they're just trying to... If to get a, anyone to buy of one of them. So it's like if if they just have one special edition and somebody says, well, I'm going to buy Assassin's Creed, but eh, the extra bits in there don't don't interest me. But then there, if there are three others, I think they're hoping one of them will catch your right. eye. And so you'll spend that 80 or or $100 as opposed to just the 60 That's I guess, where I yeah, think that they're makes coming sense. From. I just feel sorry for the inevitable you know, people who want all of this stuff and are going to have to pay so much money for it. Well, I suppose the smart ones might just hunt it hunt down the other bits on, yeah, on ebay ebay, ebay yeah. it later pick one pick one edition and and uh grab the rest online from mm-hmm. various secondhand sources i really like my fallout 3 edition my special edition oh like, the vault came... tech lunchbox yeah, and the bobblehead bobble that was great i really Dude. enjoyed that yeah the uh the pip boy clock yeah it's oh, good man. times they've done they've done some excellent excellent special editions i also have that ridiculous skyrim dragon Yes, uh, it, he sits on my desk at work, and I just have a little bottle of the, vodka. The big uh, art book it. with that is actually fantastic as well. Mm. That's it's, it's sort of faux leather bound. It's nice. It's well well done. I think the last special edition I bought was Arkham City for that amazing black and white Batman statue. 
Oh, yeah. That thing is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sony do fantastic press kits, um, which are actually better than the special editions of their games <laughs> half the time, which I think is kind of tragic. And uh, Batman Arkham City in the UK, we got a fantastic press kit for that as well. It had like a whole like issue of the Gotham Times, oh, like wow. properly oh, printed with all the pictures of what was going on and stuff, and all this kind of little fake stories. And it was like good, like you know, six pages. I thought you were going to say it came with an actual Batman cape and cowl <laughs> that you could go out and fight crime with. Yeah, didn't come with that, sadly. Made of Kevlar. Several billion dollars with which to <laughs> yeah. find your own crime fighting syndicate. I'm going spelunking. I promise. <laughs> uh-huh. Where you off to, honey? <laughs> Well, that's it for the news unlock. Niche, uh, niche. Your name's Close. not Niche. Close. Mitch with hey. an M. Uh, I want to throw it your way for a segment I'm calling. We'll see how this goes. Wallet unlocked. I'm sensing Get a it? pattern here. Yeah. Mm, Perhaps because you must unlock your wallet and the money within to purchase things this week. What's out there in retail on the marketplace, live arcade? What can we spend our hard-earned money on? Well, speaking of Batman Arkham City. The game of year, the game of the year edition is out uh, this week, and th- th- that's the edition. It I could has... listen to you say the word "oot" all out. day. Oot. It's "oot" in the boot this week. Uh, that's the edition you know where that you comes get that with. From? You get that from us, right? Probably, yeah. You guys this are is the closest thing that Scotland ever had to a colony. Uh, that's why I like Canadians. <laughs> this is Keza's fault. Is what it is. <laughs> so that game is out this week. There is uh, all the DLC. Does that include the? It does not include the new the one. New... It, it's it, got the new one. It has Harley. Yes, Harley Quinn's okay. Revenge. So this has about $25, $30 worth of DLC. Uh, yes. Most of that's challenge challenge rooms, which those are awesome because you can play as Nightwing, you can play as Robin. Mm-hmm. Those characters are a lot of fun to play as. Additional maps, all that stuff. The only concession is that it has the worst box art of all time. Uh, but so it's, bad. it's 50 bucks, and yeah, it's a ton of amazing who content. Who displays... See, people complain online about box art. Who displays it? It goes on a shelf with the... With only the side facing uh-huh. out. That's true. My house is built entirely out of Game of the Year editions of video games. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's this Batman one is just a sore spot on the wall. I know. Well, my neighbors are complaining. They're thinking of getting the council involved. The, it's terrible. Your house is actually held together by Game Informer quotes on boxes. <laughs> Pretty much. Just stickers. Just those, like, Editor's Choice stickers. That's what uh-huh. they're held together with. Uh-huh. So the point being, if, we, if somebody hasn't picked up Arkham City, which... You know, it's possible because yeah. so many games come out during the holidays that some inevitably fall through the cracks that you're interested in. This is this is a version worth getting. Absolutely, and the game is incredible. Like, yeah. Whether or not you're a Batman fan, this game is amazing. It's, it's true. Game. It doesn't even game. matter. One of the I best open world games. I think a lot of people were quite upset with it after Arkham Asylum, but because uh, Arkham Asylum has a much tighter focus, I think right. that's completely fair to say. It's also it's, much slower. It's than slower, and it's a little bit more. It's a little bit. Less overwhelming in a way. Sure. Than One City. of the best endings mm-hmm. uh, of any game last year, though, yeah. for sure. And speaking of which, the if you do pick up this version, not that you would necessarily even want to play the DLC first, but do not play the Harley Quinn's no, Revenge DLC. That. Do not read about the Harley Quinn. Yeah. DLC. Do not avoid everything because it takes place after the game, and which and there are significant spoilers. I have some awesome facts about the ending, but I guess I can't discuss them for fear of spoiling. Yeah, but we you can know, talk it's after. been. It's been, I guess, a little over six months, but we probably yeah. should... Again, I don't want to anger anybody on my first yeah. day. That's okay. my goal we'll here. That. Is to... Guys, if you have any questions, feel free to email. <laughs> uh-huh. Email the IGN UK podcast. Yes, yeah, so email us at IGN UK feedback at IGN. <laughs> what, else, what, else, what else should we unlock our wallets for, Mitch? Uh, Mad Riders came out this week. I can't speak whether or not you should unlock your wallet because I have not played it. But Nor it, have I. It comes from the same developer who worked on Nailed, which was this Xbox 360 ATV racing game. Yeah. It was super fun. It was kooky and weird and kind of clunky and not the greatest. It wasn't pure, you know, because that, that game was like the pinnacle of It AT, was. Of it's very, very sad to see those guys stuff. close down. Yeah. Uh, but Nailed was a lot of fun, and Mad Riders looks a lot like that game. 
It also has what might be like the greatest trailer of all time. Have you seen this trailer? I have not. So it's on IGN.com right now. It's a it's this um it, it's art is what it is because it's uh, the amalgamation of every trailer you ever hated to watch. So video games. Inception horns, uh, dubstep, dubstep, uh, annoying announcers. <laughs> That uh, battlefield in a world. It's where? actually that battlefield three. Noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it actually because it's from the Dead Island dev. It's the same team. Right. They have a moment in the trailer where they they rewind and go in slow motion and have sad music. It's oh. perfect. It's the best. Um, the game looks cool though. It, I don't know. I haven't played it. It's very trick based racing. ATV could be cool. Uh, the other one is the Sega Vintage Collection. We got a bunch of these rolling out over the course of the next few weeks. Yes. First up, the Golden Axe Trilogy. That's a series that I used to love and have since fallen out of love with. Golden Axe Blood from a Stone Edition. They really can't really release these more. The first of these vintage collections, actually, they started hitting last week. Oh, really? We saw what it had. uh, It was Shinobi, Super Hang-On, and Alex Kidd. So I'm just making things all bundled together. Mm. Yeah, so this is, we're just continuing the the vintage cash... um, cash in here yeah and there are golden axe games plural i think there are more than one yeah there are three there's There's a trilogy i mean mean, on live arcade separate from this but this is all three golden axe correct in one for 10 bucks which is much better than the original one which i think they released four or five bucks on its own and of course infinitely better than the xbox 360 reboot that came and went in about five minutes and was an epic disaster we don't talk about that game now it's uh was, I'm, I'm I'm vetoing it now. No no talk of that game on this podcast. No was, Beast Riders allowed. All right. Um, <laughs> anything else? What else? How about the marketplace? Uh, so there's a the free Mass Effect DLC is available for multiplayer. The Rebellion Pack lets you play as the Vorta. Opens up some new classes, some new weapons, some new skills, some new maps. It's like an impressive amount of content for free. And it's, you know, Mass Effect multiplayer is still going strong because it's awesome. It is good. Have you been playing it? Have you been keeping up? Not since launch. No, no. really? Me either. No, I, I finished the game no. and, and that was that was it for me. Yeah, Shamefully, me I still haven't played Mass Effect oh, Three wow. for. I played it obviously before it came out at preview. You right. had to have had the ending spoiled for you by now, right? Do you know what? No, I haven't. Oh, I good for you. Somehow, well I think I can surmise what happened, but uh, no one's actually spoiled it for me yet. That is uh, an impressive feat, especially yeah. given your line of work. Exactly, I meant to get it done by E3, but. I mean, basically, whenever I walk into a room, I just yell really loudly, don't spoil Mass Effect 3 for me, even like restaurants and stuff. Yeah. And no one bothers me just after that. In fact, no one speaks to pass. me at all. Yeah. It's fine. So It's working for you. <laughs> it, it turns out there are two demos out this week, and I had no idea. I thought there were none. I poked around on live, didn't see anything. But Top Gun Hardlock. Our, our friend Major Nelson yeah. keeps us up, He's up on to speed on this stuff. Uh, so Top, Top Gun's the Xbox Live Arcade game, correct? Yeah. Did we? Have you played that? No. I don't know that we reviewed it. The Australian's doing it, I think. Okay. Well, Top Gun. I don't know. I doubt it has anything to do with the film beyond planes shooting down other planes. But, hey, that sounds pretty cool, too. Um, and I have no idea what Summer Stars 2012 is for Connect. It is a an Olympic sports game. But, like, an unsanctioned for not, Connect. Not actually the Olympics? Exactly. Okay. You know what I'd love to see at E3? A new Crimson Skies. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be fantastic. Wait, uh, are you talking about for Connect? Because oh no, no, <laughs> please, okay. Because I mentioned Connect. Connect, and I thought you like were putting oh, no, like I, was just, I have I was, an idea. I was thinking about what Top Gun Hard Lock might be like, and I kind of drifted well, off for a while, imagining <laughs> Crimson Skies, okay. and then just came Good. straight back in. Jordan with that. Wiseman, the creator and also, uh, of course, former head of FASA, he has publicly stated he wants to do a new Crimson <laughs> Didn't he Skies. Didn't kickstart it? I was going to say he probably would kickstart it yeah. in the next few weeks if he hasn't already. <laughs> And but uh, I don't know if he has the license. Microsoft owns it, of course. They licensed out Mech Warrior and Shadowrun, which he's now doing as a board game. That was right. the Kickstarter. 
Oh, I but see. I don't know if Crimson Skies is is involved in that uh, in that deal at all. Yeah. We can only hope because Microsoft doesn't seem interested in doing a Crimson Skies themselves. That was the first game I ever played on Xbox Live, Crimson Skies. It was one of the My launch titles and one of the of best. Online griefing. So if you want like the closest approximation you can get to Crimson Skies, and this is like a really weird Xbox Live Arcade recommendation. Play Snoopy Flying Ace. Do you know what? That's really good. The game I is love Snoopy awesome. Flying Ace. You can like Excellent wear your Boba game. Fett costume and hop on a plane and fly around as Boba Snoopy Fett. Snoopy as Boba Fett. It's just it's, there's too much that's perfect about that game. <laughs> it and also has so much. Like I'm so glad you know about this. So that game has airplane <laughs> football. Like I will it's throw great. the football to you and you catch it in your plane and go for the touchdown. That it's sounds so good. That game is nuts. It's, it's got so brilliant fun. mini games. Uh, Snoopy. It did crash a lot when I was playing it though. That, that might have fine. been a pre-release version. Was it on, on retail? It's fine. Yeah. Oh man, I need to re-download that. The okay. game's great. We've, we've inspired We're exchanging Mitch. gamer tags, and we are definitely playing. Come play with us, guys. Come play Snoopy Flying Ace. We need Ace. to have a Snoopy Flying Ace night. Yep, screw Mass Effect 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See how many people show up. What's the over-under on how many people show up to? It'll be just Kaza and I. Yeah, yeah too. We will have the best time. Yeah. Well, good. That's all that matters. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, normally here we would take a short musical interlude, but I think, you know, it's, it's the first day. We'll, we'll work on, on getting some bumpers between segments. We need some music. We do. Let's get Dan Amrick on the phone. So, there. We paused, and now we'll move along <laughs> to uh, Did you get that guy's the mailbox We, paused. we paused. There's a new bit coming. Yes. The mailbox unlocked. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, show's gone. I was going to predict what you were going to call the mailbox section. Ah. Well, you know what? You've got one more chance <laughs> oh, after this. Actually, no, two more chances. Two more. I'm excited. So I've got emails for you, Ryan. <coughs> yes, good. I have, I have emails. People want to know about you. Do they now? They want to meet you. They want to know all about you and your dirty secrets. That's not a good plan for them. So Mike writes in, and actually, I want Mike and uh, Nick and Yair, three Xbox Podcast Unlocked super fans. We're amazing. So we had like a hiatus for Podcast Unlocked for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, well, the people on the Facebook fan page are like, where's Podcast Unlocked? We want Podcast Unlocked. So these guys were like, we're just going to do an episode of Podcast Unlocked. And they just recorded like, these guys live internationally. One of them's in like Israel. The other's in Scotland or something. The other one is in the States. And they all got together and did a community episode of Podcast Unlocked just for kicks. That is impressive. That's awesome. So good job to those guys. Well, hopefully some of our uh, my OXM fans will follow me over here, too, and we'll start hearing from them. What's the, what, what's the email address we can write into the show at? Unlocked at IGN.com. Easy enough to remember. Yep, and you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast Unlocked. Which, can... I should say, we're going we're gonna <laughs> to commandeer during the Microsoft press briefing, similar to what we did, uh, what I did on, on the OXM Twitter feed last year. We're going to, you know... Did you used to work at OXM? You haven't mentioned. Oh, you know... <laughs> It's the only way someone might know who I am. So, otherwise, I'm just a, just another nobody. Just some guy. So, uh, yeah, well, the, the Microsoft press conference is usually full of unintentional comedy, mm-hmm. and we'll have a good time pointing that <laughs> Skittles. out. Skittles! Yeah. Skittles! We'll have a good time pointing that out on the Podcast Unlocked Twitter feed, mm-hmm. so do follow us. Can we talk about favorite do. disastrous Microsoft moments of E3? In the, uh, leading up to E3? Sure, we can take a minute to do that. Oh, man. Because I've I've, I bet I've got one that's Go. not on the obvious side, <clears throat> you might, right. you, but you'll remember it. You'll okay. remember it. You just won't think of it. Hit me. Do you remember, I believe it was, might have been 07, when... Uh, Jeff Bell, who, of course, earned notoriety for something else not related to this incident, but mm-hmm. um, at least I'm pretty sure it was Jeff Bell. So he got on stage with Reggie Bush, a running back in the NFL, to show off Madden, the yep. latest version of Madden that year. <laughs> Sorry, it was I so, just remembered this. Yeah, yeah, it was so horrifically scripted and just so f- 
awkward the, ex- the 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 bouncing back and forth between the two of them like their their lines were like oh you just totally scored a touchdown on me bro it was also like halfway through the the press conference like jeff bell was just being a very corporate guy very yeah. straight and then it's like he flipped the racist button on <laughs> and was just like why are you no don't stop speaking that way you yeah. sound you sound like a it, fool it was a little did, weird it, it and it was really just bad. i i remember just sitting in the in the uh, audience there just going what is happening right now like this is this is a train wreck and i love it that was the year where it was like at a high school right the conference was yeah like, too, that's why i believe had... it was 2007 which was the santa monica year right back when you know when when they decided not to be downtown at the because we decided it, that was too crazy we couldn't do that anymore organization yeah but anyway <laughs> uh, so you know you know there are so many i know there are a lot of obvious moments maybe one of you guys will mention one of them now but that's the one that for me i just think back and it was just so hilariously awful i can't think of anything worse than that i mean it's just it's brief flashes of moments like the the totally out of sync star star wars connect demo where they they were pretending to play live but it's like the person yeah. moving is not well mm-hmm. playing you that weren't game. there no were you Kesa, were you there for the space poncho incident? Unfortunately, yes. Space. Oh so, God! That was the, the weirdest, I mean, that's that's I heard I, that, that's my second favorite terrible so, Xbox moment after ugh. after the press conference. Yeah, that. Uh, not only was I stuck there because they literally they wouldn't let people leave. They they kind of sort of locked you in, but I was stuck. I got there early. I, I was stuck on the floor, the the main floor, which meant I was standing there for four hours. Like you literally could not even sit down. You had a stupid space poncho. These are the, the ridiculous. The, the, like, yeah, the, the white outfits. the white KKK outfits. <laughs> they were so bad. Sands the hoods, but with the light up shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. And so I was stuck there for hours on end, unable to sit down. So it was it was, and then you of course had to suffer through the Cirque du Soleil robotic elephant, mm-hmm. strange people dangling family from the ceiling. I Nobody actually, wants a dangling family in there. No, I kept I kept the wristband from that just as like a battle scar. It, <laughs> it's in one of my moving boxes somewhere that that I've uh, been un- since I've been unpacking my desk. You here. have nom flashbacks every time you see it. I do. It's uh, it didn't get connect off to a good start for me. Let's put one it that way. One of the favorite images, my favorite images of all time, is Itagaki in one of those space ponchos, looking completely unimpressed. <laughs> yeah, in front and, of the connect. like he does. And yeah, then he turned brilliant. around and left right yeah, after he that. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, screw this. But yeah, that that's uh, that's definitely the the all time. You that can almost literally <laughs> never be topped. It's, yeah, it's yeah, impossible. That, that, that's the best. It's one. impossible. Even think, years later, when I hear people talk about that, like I am offended that that happened. I think to those it's people. it's up there with it's up there with giant enemy crab. <laughs> and uh, re- massive damage, re- yeah. Sure, and uh, five hundred ninety-nine US dollars. I think they were all the same conference. Like, so it was. Sure. That was that was the disaster of epic proportions for Sony all God, in one that was, swoop. That was, yeah, that was. Oh, that, I, 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 I'm jealous of people who were there. I wasn't there that year, and people who were, I'm so jealous. I'm like that was a piece of gaming history. It was. Saw Sony self-destruct in front of everybody. But in any case, uh, so Mitch, did you have? Did we say yours already? Uh, I had nothing come to mind. Just those the quick flashes. You brought it up, and you got nothing in mind. No, I just I, I just yelled <laughs> Skittles. Was I all right. Well, that that was a good one. There was a, there was my second favorite one behind the Poncho disaster was um, definitely when they got Paul McCartney and Ringo out for a Beatles rock band. Ah, yes. And they clearly had no idea what was happening, yeah. <laughs> and they were just like looking really confused. And these are men who are used to being on stage in front of many yeah. many people, being like, oh, they've made a game. Oh, the 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 graphics are great." Uh, we are great. Goodbye. <laughs> that was essentially the extent yep. of it. That was a very bizarre moment because I mean those guys are gods, right? Yeah. They're they are gods, and to see them come out and just look like 
Oh, it was really depressing. That's my second worst Microsoft oh. E3 moment. <laughs> wow. And our game is already hitting after this genre has peaked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bad luck, dude. Unfortunately true. Yeah. God, that sold so badly even in the UK where you'd assume it would be a Well, not hit. badly. It just didn't, not for the investment they put into well, it. Well, considering you know, they... that it should have been one of, theoretically, one of the most popular video games ever released. Absolutely. At least, yeah. at least in the UK. Yeah, if it, had come, out, if like it had come out two years earlier, it, it would have made a huge difference, but alas. And also, people didn't have rock band peripherals. They had Guitar Hero peripherals, and they weren't going to shell out for different ones. Anyway, uh, where the heck were we? Mike writes in, and he asks, got some quick-fire questions for Ryan so oh. the Unlocked community can get to know you if that's cool. Oh, it's cool. So, Ryan, what's your favorite Xbox Live exclusive, including XBLA? The number one. Oh, man. The favorite. Well, he said Xbox Live. Does he mean... Xbox just... exclusive, including XBLA. Man. And he spelled favorite with a U. So, oh, oh that, that's, that's for British. Yeah. I think he's from Scotland. You're from Scotland. That's nice. Congratulations on that. <laughs> I would say, uh, well, Live Arcade, it's a tie. It's probably a, a toss-up between Limbo and Trials Evolution. Really? They're just two of the most fantastic Man. Live Arcade Good experiences. Choices. Good choices. Um, you know, I never I never quite... Honestly, I'm too stupid for Braid. I played a little <laughs> bit of Braid, and, yeah. I was, and it, was, it was just like, I don't want to work this hard. Limbo, the puzzles were just... They were just enough where... I I got maybe hung up for a few minutes here and there, but I was uh, I was just barely smart enough to get through Limbo. So yeah, me too. Um, it, it made a big difference for me when compared to to Braid, which are you know they're similar similar ish games. Good choices. Yep. And then as far as disc based things, man, it is it is definitely difficult to pick one game. But uh, for the for the unexpected answer, I'll go with the Mirror's Edge. Yeah. I, I love me exclusive, but I'll, I'll let you. Well, all I'll right, you you're it. right. All right, I'll. Um, Viva hmm. Pinata is clearly the right answer. <laughs> yes. Not even kidding. Love Viva Pinata. It's a good game. Very about underappreciated. Me, Ryan. This is about you. Do you like Viva Pinata? <laughs> I do. I do. I feel bad that uh, Rare made a a real hardcore game and nobody really took it seriously. Oh, let's see. Let's go with. Probably you... Mass Effect One. Well played. I mean, that later came, Yeah, but that to- it was an oh. exclusive for so the Yeah, that's Limbo, totally, yeah, totally first, counts. And the reason I like the first one is because it's the most, it's it's the one that's an, an actual role-playing game with, uh, whereas the second one swung completely in the other direction and had very few actual role-playing elements and was mostly an action game. It was it was good. And then Mass Effect 3 is a, sort of a nicer balance. It's a compromise between the two, but yeah, I'm going to go with the original Mass Effect. Mass Effect 1 also has the best video game villain ever. Oh, yeah. He is great. Saren is no joke. And a great story. The last act, like sort of the last few hours of that game are amazing. Vermeer on was just phenomenal. Amazing. Well, there you go. I hope, uh, who's that? That was Mike. That was from Mike. Oh, Mike's got more questions. Oh. Favorite multiplayer experience. I I don't know if that means ever or on Xbox. I presume it's on Xbox. All right, I'm going to possibly cheat a little bit because he may be looking for an Xbox 360 answer, but I am going back to the original Xbox, and that would be a game called Splinter Cell Pandora Tomorrow Spies vs. Mercenaries mode. Still nothing else like it. Just played it to, to death and had an amazing time. It's it's so... I love the asymmetrical nature of it, and I had, uh, I had a great time playing either one, either the Spies or the Mercenaries, and you really had to, to, to have teamwork. It, it even went so deep as you had to... You know, you could you could intercept enemy communication if you hit if you hit one of the spies or mercs with a gadget from your gun. You could then listen in on 
the the other team's their chat, Xbox Live chat, which is crazy. Like it's so just hello fourth wall. How are you? Why did that go away? Like the. I would really have liked to have seen that in more Splinter Cell games. Yeah. Especially Conviction. That would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. I mean, they, they no did... No one's really making that much of an effort with multiplayer anymore like that, are they? Well... I think like when, new... when online multiplayer was relatively new, people were thinking of cool things to do with it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's it's. I think it's the the juggernauts of the business, the Call of Duties and the Halos, so have, have gotten so yeah so out of control that nobody will stop playing those games to try some of these other new experiences. I mean, you could argue that Assassin's Creed Brotherhood's multiplayer experience sort of follows that same lineage because, in fact, it was developed by the same people true, out of yeah. Ubisoft Annecy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in France, and um, but you know, and it's it's a very much an outside the box multiplayer mode. But again, it sort of Critically, it was it was applauded, but online and out in the out in the wild, nobody really paid much paid much mind to it. So, blame Call of Duty and Halo. That's the that's the bottom line. I think that's really the excuse for anything. Yeah. Well, we've heard rumors of Splinter Cell Blacklist. Is that the 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 rumor we're hearing? Is that the the subtitle? I I don't know, I but it's a cool subtitle. It's pretty cool. As in absence of black. Nope. <laughs> blacklist. Nope. nope. Blacklist. Just too much light in that game light. wouldn't have worked yeah i mean that would work with the stuff well anyway. we, we know for a fact that uh that ubisoft that toronto toronto yes that jade raymond she of assassin's creed one fame indeed packed up and headed down to toronto to start a new very very large studio that, that the company opened up there and that the, her team there has been working on on the they've inherited the splinter cell yeah. franchise so um maybe more mercs there that'd be cool i hope so bring it back i hope so it, it it's years later, but it would still feel fresh because nobody's really doing asymmetrical multiplayer like that. Exactly, but one thing for, for single player, uh, you've got to return uh, our friend, the voice of Sam Fisher. Oh yeah, no He's, Michael Ironside, no yeah, sale. No Michael Ironside, no sale. He's he is Sam. Word. Finally, what are your thoughts on the Evil Dead film franchise? This you is know, a long running thing on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, so I'm I'm basically carving my legacy right yep. now. You're defining it. The first two uh, didn't really do much for me, but I do love the Army of Darkness. All right. I think they've embraced what they sort of hit on a little bit in Evil Dead 1 and 2 and went full camp uh, with with Army of Darkness. And it's you can't not love, I mean, you know, good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun. Shop smart, God. shop S-mark. Shop S-mark. Ah, oh, those movies are so good. All right. Yo, that- she-bitch, let's go. That will please all the fans. They're rabid, rabid <laughs> Evil Dead fans who listen to this podcast. Too Bob, bad the games never amounted to much. Oh, seriously. Bob writes in, Big fan of your show. Me and a friend had a heated discussion on consoles versus PC. He's positive that in 10 years, people will only play PC games, and that whilst PC will continue to grow, consoles will stay the same. How does the crew feel about this? Will the consoles face the inevitable doom or not? And congrats to Ryan for becoming the, the Xbox executive editor. I loved the OXM podcast. Well, thank you very much. We have already one person following us over. Uh, well, we heard that same argument 10 years ago, that we'd all be playing games on PCs and <laughs> the consoles were going to die. Seriously, yeah. we, hear it, we heard it in the 80s. This is the thing, though. Consoles are PCs at this point. Yes, I there's no pro- difference. I do think there's, there's got to be some kind of... Uni- I mean, in my, in my dream world, there's a unification where Right, we where can I can play use a mouse and keyboard on my 360. <laughs> you can play everything from anywhere on any screen. Yeah. Well, Mitch, it's gone the other way, where most PC games are, are supporting the Xbox 360 gamepad right. and really designing around it, you could yeah. argue, as I well. I think the distinctions between the consoles have gotten a bit arbitrary, to be honest, in the last 
last five years. Well, and, and everything I think, uses a pad. If PC anything, uses a pad, so does Xbox. Yeah, if anything, I think, uh, what was it? Bob, was that his Bob. name? Bob, uh, I, if anything, it might be PCs, PC gaming and console gaming will go away in favor of it'll all go on the iPads and and Apple devices. I think mm-hmm. that's more likely. That's, yeah. It's going to go more likely that way than than, to, than straight to the PC side. I reckon like, pretty much everybody who only plays console games, and I only play console games, because yeah. I was, you know, I wasn't poor, but I couldn't afford a computer in the 90s. You know, they cost thousands of pounds oh, in yeah. the 90s. So I, they still do. I, I just a, built a PC. Oh, God, that's painful. <laughs> but yeah, I, I only had, a, I got a PC when I was, uh, you know, a old teenager i think i was 18 when i got my first pc and i, I loved um the games on offer there but i just hadn't played them before an old I'd teenager say, well i was gonna say young teenager but i was like I was dick 18. clark late teenager <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah i think no, anybody no, who only plays on consoles joke. there's just so much there's so much stuff on pc that you just can't get on on consoles on xbox or anything else just for various reasons so yeah. if you have the facility they definitely play with both i mean there's just such such a lot of great Hell, stuff on both if anything this uh the kickstarter revolution is single-handedly spurring interest in pc gaming again i yeah. mean because that's totally. where that's where these games are going because you know live arcade things uh, console things just cost too much money so these kickstarter projects where we're seeing the the rebirth of favorite franchises i mean of course the, the tim finds Tim, Fine. Tim, Tim Schaefer's. That's the second time I've done that this show. I'm showing some rust, even though I just did a podcast like three days this. ago. You're doing all right. Uh, double the Double Fine Adventure from Tim Schaefer. That's that's PC. Although I believe they've said they're also going to go iPad on that. In which case, are, yeah. I will they play got it. So much money. Yeah, I, I think will. they're also coming to XBLA now because they can afford it. I don't. Not that well, I've I heard. They no. Are, no they, I may have made that up. I think you made that up. I don't stop getting our fights. listeners' hopes up. I think up. they had a bunch of fights with Microsoft over Xbox Live Arcade. That's probably true. Yeah. Well, they've done plenty of Live Arcade projects, but I don't. I don't think this is one of them. But you know, and then uh, you know, Carmageddon is a project that I personally backed because I just love the originals. Mm-hmm. And but and so I'll be playing that on my PC because that's that's where it's coming. Wasteland Two for me is the yeah, one. Yeah, Wasteland Two is the the second the the second biggest haul in Kickstarter history. Indeed. You know, just, just Ryan, north of three million dollars. Ryan Payton's Camouflage, which yeah. was backed so heavily that. You know, it was a five hundred thousand dollar Kickstarter that just made it, but there was such rabid response to it right. that they made this mobile game into a PC game. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's where it's, that's where it's going. I said definitely, definitely have yourself prepared. Yeah, man. To play games on the PC, yeah. it's not that expensive now. Yeah. And there's a lot of cool stuff there that just for reasons for for very obvious and boring reasons, people can't release stuff on consoles all the time just because of the amount of licensing that's involved. Absolutely. So that's why PCs are, are great to have alongside your console experience. I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, because. For our listeners out there that don't realize this, when you make a console game, you have to pay Microsoft and, and or Sony for the privilege to do so. And then when you sell copies of your game, they get a cut. You know, whereas uh, the, the PC version all goes straight into their pocket unless you're releasing through Steam. But yeah. uh, even then, it's, it's a very generous split. Like yeah. Steam, Steam only takes a tiny amount of money. Like if you look at someone like Playdead who put Limbo on XBLA. Yep. It wasn't a matter of they're like, well, we like Xbox best, so we'll pick this platform. It was a matter of, you know, if they weren't exclusive for that amount of time, then it wouldn't have gotten on Xbox Live Arcade. Exactly. You know, they're they, really they, rigorous rule sets you have to abide by indeed. when you're so, I, th- I, think, I think some people do not like necessarily realize this. They're like, oh, why have they gone with an exclusive on whatever platform? And so, well, they probably didn't have a choice. They probably they got exactly. painted into a corner about it. Exactly, yeah. I mean, yeah. if they wanted to be, certainly in Limbo's case, if they'd wanted to be in Summer of Arcade, they had to be exclusive. It all, yeah, all comes down to the money, as yeah. always. Birdman writes in, which is like a great way to sign yourself, Birdman. <laughs> Recently, I was playing Skyrim when I looked down at the chat pad attached to the bottom of my controller with a 1-0 at my disposal. I don't know what that means. Anyway, chat pad. I began to wonder 
why no game has implemented these as hotkeys. Is it technically difficult? It's you know what it is. It's it's simply a matter of they can't design around that at all. It's it's just basically it's not worth their time because literally one percent of all Xbox owners own that chat pad. Yeah. So it's simply not worth their time to even to spend five minutes doing that. When a, I used to call the chat pad word pants word because it's pants. like it's like a keyboard pants for your. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> and then the the um, PlayStation one is the word hat. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah. The top. I, funny funny story. My first uh, chat pad. Brought it home, and three days later, my dog, who's a puppy at the time, had had gotten a hold of it and just chewed it beyond recognition. So that was my experience with the chat mm. pad. The thing only ever works too if if it's like there's a dedicated menu for it, like whether you're using Messenger or your live thing. Yeah. Like you have to have the keyboard menu available. Yes. It serves no other purpose. Exactly. So I think it's it's a dedicated thing that just would never be used in a game. So but also because of that. Unless you're doing a lot of tweeting from your Xbox, which I don't know anybody who does. <laughs> yeah, have Twitter on your Xbox. Why? Well, <laughs> there's no because keyboard. we can. Yeah, that's fair. Um, this is a question I was actually hoping to have Casey on so he can answer but um quick quick question for you when will us Canadian Xboxers be able to get the IGN app been waiting for it since I first heard about it and was wondering if there's any date set for that P.S. thanks high five to Mitch representing the great white north Mm. Um, that's out of my pay grade (laughs) so I think I think the plan with the Xbox app is it's I think and don't quote me on this I think the plan is to start eventually rolling it out internationally in some capacity. Um, the IGN app is available now for free on the U.S. marketplace for gold subscribers for free. Uh, and it's really awesome, which is why it kind of sucks to hear people talking about, like, this looks really awesome. Can I please get it? Um, we have no control over that in the editorial, so we just kind of talk to the people, I guess, who can make it happen. But they, they are well aware that the, the U.K. and Canadians and Australians are very, very wanting of that thing it is going to happen yeah soon. okay we, we do have a timeline but it's not one we can share because obviously microsoft or whoever else might decide that can i yeah. wrong. can i be shared that information eventually because sure. i have no idea <laughs> no problem okay last question yair asks if you could have one e3 announcement that will never happen what would it be mm. and my answer this is what always my answer when it's like what would you do if anything video act razor i would love to see an act razor <laughs> remake we already I, had this argument I have no idea what Act Razor yeah, is. Yeah, I know. I, you need to rectify, That's please. True. Please educate me. I promise you will not. You will not miss. You, like, you will be so happy you played it. It's this Super Nintendo game that was a combination of a side-scrolling beat 'em up, where you're just like this Viking badass, awesome dude with a big sword, and you would kill centaurs wearing knight armor and dragons and have all these magical abilities like rain meteors. And it was awesome. But in addition to that, you also had this second half of the game that was sim city building based. So you, the whole point of the game My is... My mind is blown. I know, right? So the whole point of this game is this main character is a god, and you're just playing as him. Like, he goes down to save the people, and then he goes back up to the heavens to make, you know, to grow fields, to keep the weather in check, to make sure the monsters don't steal children. And eventually you have to start doing stuff like cleaning out this river that's, like, all made of blood and... <laughs> to make it pure again so that they can drink the water or you need to bring music to people who are happy or unhappy and they don't know why it's just like kind of really complex puzzle game in the the disguise of a sim city building thing that sounds so good for the this was like 1994 and it never took off what were you six uh barely (laughs) how old are you mitch 24 really but his soul is 89 yeah Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. 
A lady never reveals her age, okay. actually. I just mind okay. it. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I just, I never know. I, like, I just, it's not something that never crosses my mind because you're never supposed to ask. I'm just like, I just assume all women are the same age. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you're all 25, this, right? Some, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Somewhere under 30. Uh, well, I'm, I, mine would be, I think, a, a project that allegedly existed and got canceled. And that is, this, and this could actually happen because all, all the, all the people are in the right place. EA owns Road Rash. EA mm. owns Criterion. Mm-hmm. I want Criterion because they won't give me a burnout game. I want to see Criterion bring back Road Rash. Oh my God, that'd be the best. That is what I want. That, Gaming that, gods bestow it upon me, and I will make you a great sacrifice. Canadian ham. <laughs> AKA oh, I mean, that's me. <laughs> uh, give me that sweet motorcycle violence. Uh, but make it a Sons of Anarchy crossover. Yes. Double victory. No, don't double victory. Because oh, yes. then in 10 years, it'll just be like, what was that stupid license? <laughs> Good point. I uh, think mine is one that would never happen. Ever. Ever, ever, well, ever. Well, I think ever. that's the point of the question. Yeah. Actraiser won't. I want uh, Halo and Master Chief slash Metroid Samus Aran crossover game, co-op crossover game, in which Master Chief and Samus Aran team up to rid the universe of various aliens, and maybe the Metroid and the Covenant team up. Really? And then at the end of f- the game, they both take off their helmets, oh and my they God. traded suits. So oh, she was shit, in the no. she was in the Spartan armor, and he was in her armor. Wow. Maybe they could get married oh in the God. end, or maybe they could. Maybe he could. I don't know. I think there's definitely a lot of potential. In that, in I, that. I agree. There's, there's, that, I agree. That would be, I would love to see that. It will never happen, obviously, but wouldn't that be good? It would be. Mm. Well, if you'd like to pop us a question, this is not marriage. I'm just not, speaking not in the general. Question. Not question. the question. None of us are available for marriage. Sorry. Uh, I know drop you us all a line. Marry, the email address is unlocked at IGN.com, and uh, I'm going to try and work on getting a phone answering service that you can actually call into at some point. We'll see if what the economics and logistics are Just of that. Skype mailbox, my friend. It'll no, be we easy. Can, exactly. There you thing. go. We there can do go. that. So for now, yeah, drop us a line, unlocked at IGN.com, and we will get to more of your questions, comments, and hazing for me, the new guy, next week. Which, again, in the absence of music, brings us to <laughs> the next <laughs> segment. Should we just all sing a song? <laughs> I, that's a good idea. We need there's yeah there's IGN theme music maybe I don't know. Uh, so here's the next segment. Do you want to take a shot at at what do you think I'm going to call this here, Keza? So it's a, it's a it's a trivia segment now. Trivia segment. Trivia unlocked. Have I messed it up? You have. I oh. I, I, I went. I'm going to see if I don't know if anybody's going to get this ball. or if it just if it just is funny in my own head. So uh, unlock block with Mitch. I don't get it. Put a C <laughs> in front of the... So we're going to unlock block Mitch. That's what we're attempting to do with our trivia question. I don't... Tip, tip. Oh, there you go. There I just saw is. the light bulb go <laughs> off. There we go. Maybe a little too, little too no, much. I, I like it. It's, I like how obtuse it is. It's good. I, you, it's I a thinker. It. You got to solve it. Yeah, so uh, we'll have some prizes when we can. I got to look, poke around here and see if there's a stash of, of prizes to give away if, if mm-hmm. I select your question. So how this works, if you've uh, listened to me before, you know the answer to this, but in case you haven't, here it is again. Send us an Xbox-related trivia question that I will try to stump Mitch with. He of all of, of 24 years old. So if you hint, if you just go back to Xbox One, he wasn't born yet. <laughs> uh, send your send your question to unlocked at ign.com with the subject line trivia. Let's just keep it simple. No, it's, for that. it's unlock blocked. I advertised on Twitter as unlock blocked. Oh, good. Blocked. Okay, well, we'll go with that. Unlock blocked. Uh, 
Please include four multiple choice answers. We want to give we want to give Mitch a fair shot and note the correct one in the email so that uh, I so that maybe I won't know and I need to I need to have the right answer as we present it to Mitch. So this week for the first show, it's my first day. I'm just going to give you one that I came up with. Okay. So uh, maybe I'll get the prize because so, <laughs> you will. So the, to clarify, you will win simply for having your question chosen. So the point is to send in a good question that'll be good on the air. And fun to do. So, and the, I have to win. I have to get this correct for the listener. To no, get the no, definitely not. Okay, so you, I, it's you, no pressure. It's on me. just Good. yeah. It's just brownie points if the listener is able to stump you. Right. Oh man. In this so case, just, the, this is just shaming me. Is yeah. The in this case, the listener is me, and so I am going back to the Xbox One days mission. Okay. We're going to test you here. All right. Now you're you you followed. You've only worked in the industry in the 360 era, but you've certainly been following things for longer. Right. So what I want to know as <laughs> I attempt to unlock block you what color were the original xbox development kits i'm not talking about the debug kits that we would review games on i'm talking about the developer kits that were that that uh, studios would use to create games Mm -hmm. what color were those okay do you know the answer off the top of my head do you want can i get multiple multiple choice so your choices are translucent green black solid green translucent crystal or orange. So I remember most of those coming to retail at some point. Um, I definitely do not remember an orange Xbox at any point. But the but the crystal one was definitely at retail. The translucent one definitely hit retail. Um, the black was kind of just like the default, like the black super dark green Xbox was like the main original Xbox that hit. <sighs> I'm going to take a shot in the dark and just kind of stick with, with Xbox green and say it was translucent green as a dev kit. Oh, I'm sorry, oh. Mitch. Those were the colors of the debug kits, mm. which later became the Halo Special Edition, the uh, Special Edition box. The actual answer was the 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 dev kits were translucent crystal. They huh. were clear colored, and um, I, it's funny. I what they were really. I don't remember I'm them being sure released because there was there was a solid white one for Panzer Dragoon Orta Man, in that's Japan. That's what I'm thinking of. That's what I'm thinking of. But these were actually clear. You could see into the guts. I think there crystal, crystal Xboxes, I seem to remember. I thought that was the Panzer Dragoon thing, was that you could kind of mm. see through it. No, they were They were white. definitely translucent green ones. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, put yeah, those yeah. out later as Halo Special right. Editions. But, so there you go. All right, so we're gonna, we should keep a running tally I'm on the board behind box. us. Yeah. You are uh, zero wins, one loss. Man. This is going to be an embarrassing record over the course of history. <laughs> well, that's the fun part. <laughs> For everyone that's but That's the fun me. part. Uh, so, again, uh, if you'd like to play along and have a chance to win a prize, which the prize we have this week, thanks to Ubisoft, we've got some codes for their new live arcade game, which we mentioned earlier in the show, Mad Riders. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. Uh, if you send in a question to us and I decide to choose it, you will win a copy, uh, a download code that will get you a copy of that game. One last, yeah, one last pause brings us to the final portion of the show where we... It's the plugs. The plugs unlocked. Oh, we, I yeah. could have gotten that one. That, see, back back to Easy Street there yeah. on that last one, where we will simply let you know where you where you can keep track of us, what we're doing. Of course, IGN.com should be hopefully your homepage, as it is mine, mm-hmm. as well as the 360 channel, IGN.com slash Xbox 360, where you will find Mitch and I just filling the internet with Xbox things. Check out our Xbox Live app. Unless which, you live in the UK or Canada, sorry. if you live Wait in the US, where you can get video reviews, uh, you can get other video features, yep. all kinds of IGN-related goodies. All IGN video. All IGN video Even all the, the PlayStation time. stuff. 
<laughs> Go figure. Uh, remind you to follow us on Twitter, of course, the main IGN feed where you can get a lot of the biggest news uh, fed out to you is just at IGN. Mitchie is at Mitchie D, and you can follow me, Ryan McCaffrey, at DMC underscore Ryan. Keza, do you have a, a Twitter account you want to yeah. give out, want to yeah, plug? Yeah, I'm, I'm Keza McDonald, imaginatively. Can mm-hmm. we spell that for the listeners in it's case they're not K-E-Z-A-M-A-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. sure? K-E-Z-A-M-A-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. Z in English in, in American. That's yeah, that's Z. Z. That's Z, Z? Not, yeah. Even, in, I'm, a, in, even in I'm a convert. American now. speak. American. American speak. America. America. If yeah. I haven't heard the word Zed in a Zed. long time. <laughs> and that's it. I want to thank everybody for listening to my first show, but it was actually episode 58 of Podcast Unlocked. Mm-hmm. Join us from E3 next week. We'll be doing all kinds of tweeting, all kinds of write-ups, previews, uh, Gears of War, Halo, Forza Horizon, Fable the Journey, uh, as far as first-party things, and probably a whole lot more. Oh, and that's the... Uh, I'm, wow. I'm being greeted by our outro that music. That timing was impeccable. So I guess we should go now. I, we're yes. kicked off our own podcast. Uh, Bye, everybody. Join us from E3 next week, and we will see you in Los Angeles. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.